Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a special guest in the house. He's actually on vacation right now with the family for the next month, so not in the regular studio, but still such a blessing and an honor to be able to have him with us uh, while he's on vacation, still working away (laughs) and getting a little bit of time for us. So um, it's really cool. He's been in the game for the last 21 years. He's got this cool, different, unique strategy, uh, you know, what he calls the DCD and excited to break that down in just a few minutes for you guys. But at the end of the day, we're talking about buying land and actually doing value adds to it and through entitlements and a bunch of other things that we'll learn in just a few minutes. But without further ado, Cody, how are we feeling today, man? How are you? I'm good. I was going to tell you, I don't have too much to complain about because I rented an Airbnb here in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yeah. By the way, if you've never been to Coraline, Idaho and hung out on the lake, you got to do it. But I was just going to show you. I mean, my life's not too bad because I'll show you real quick because that's my view as, as I'm meeting with you all. Let's go. <laughs> and so, you know, life's not too bad. But so, yeah, man, excited for you to have me and we'll wrap a little bit. I, uh, I would be amazed if your listeners don't learn something from this episode because no one else is talking about or teaching what it is that I do. So with that said, where do you want to start? Yeah, man. So anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, where you're from, what you're up to, do you mind just sharing that 30,000 foot view of what you're up to these days in the last 21 years? <laughs> yeah. So I'll just tell you this. I, I'll just start by this. I love Jesus, right? So yeah. my vision of my company is bigger today than it's ever been because I feel like the Lord has laid certain things on my heart. Yeah. And my company has a tremendous amount of opportunity and you'll better understand why today. And with opportunity, I'll tell you that comes responsibility. Right? Sure. With opportunity comes responsibility. But the thing is, is, there's some people that take ownership for that responsibility and there's some that don't. And I took back over the CEO of my company in January, the CEO seat. But prior to that, I was for several years, I was just kind of the passive founder and owner. And I realized I wasn't taking ownership for my responsibility. And, you know, we have a vision. A uh, mission as a company that 2027 will be our first year that we hit a billion dollars in annualized sales and annual sales. And so I'm hard at work and really just trying to be a steward. And I'm, I'm trying to be obedient, right? I'm trying to be obedient to a calling that's been put on me. And so like being with you all here today, right? Like for so many years, I prided myself, which was complete BS about that. I hid under a rock. I wasn't in the spotlight. I didn't need anybody to know me. I didn't need the ego strokes. At the end of the day, that was just insecurity, sure. right? That was actually ego in a different way, right? And so meaning I don't need that, right? And so I'm here with you today sharing the word because, hey, part of me, you know, hitting my billion dollars in 27 is the more people know who I am and what I do in all reality, it's going to help us accomplish the goal. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, in the process of building a, a company that's going to be doing a billion dollars in sales a year. And also, you know, one of my big personal slogans is PIF. Most of you know that is paid in full. And for me, that's actually purpose impact fulfillment. 
And so that's why I started on my shirt. You'll see something that says best right here. That's why I started my education company four years ago, where I teach exactly what I do that I know of. I don't know of anybody else teaching what I teach or what I do. Like even when I was talking to Grant Cardone, you know, a few months ago, and I said the word entitlements, he, he was just so, you, you would think Grant Cardone's humble, but he actually has a lot of humility because he first thing he said to me is, Cody, he says, Cody, I have no clue what entitlements even is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so, I mean, that's super cool, right? And so, yeah, man, just, just trying to make an impact, trying to create a legacy that I can be proud of, right? As far as making a difference and yeah, man, just living in the spirit for sure. I love it, man. So talk to me, what is it in land that got you you know, hooked to it? Nobody else is really doing it. Have you been doing that since day one or, or when did you actually fully go all in? Yeah, good question. So, you know, there's other guys out there teaching land, but they're more teaching basically how to wholesale land. Sure. Right? Yep. And in my company, please, I have a lot of friends that are wholesalers and I love you all. Yeah. But the word wholesale is, a, is like a curse word in my office. Because we believe in in bringing value to the asset, right? The reason wholesalers can never make a substantial amount of money is because they bring no value to the asset, right? And at the end of the day, for the most part, not always, a wholesaler makes their money by paying someone else less than what they actually, their property is worth, right? Or their house is worth. You usually make your money on a spread. And so and for us, our legacy, that's just not how we want to make our money. But the way I got into it is, bro, I'll tell you, I got my high school girlfriend pregnant. Originally, was going to go off to college and decided to go to the school of hard neck knocks and reality check. I went into the trades, actually went into the union, the flooring union. Wow. Because after, after three months, you qualify for full, full health benefits. Yeah. And I needed a way to be able to pay for this baby that was on the way. So yeah. uh, I ended up being in the trades for about five years accomplished a lot of great things, you know, just because I was young and hungry and just became really good friends with a lot of my clients, which were, you know, home builders, right? National home builders and whatnot. And so I ended up making that leap of faith, man, facing my fear, jumping into the unknown, um, which by the way, I guarantee everybody that's listening to this right now, you have fear. We all have fear, right? But, but the thing about fear is fear's not real. Fear's not real. Danger is real. Fear is not. And the best thing we can do is face our fears, right? The best. And we're all fearful of the unknown. Everybody's fearful of the unknown. The question yeah. is, are you going to jump in anyways? Are you going to jump into the deep end? And then you'll notice that that fear will quickly dissipate because the unknown ends up not being all that scary once you jump into it. But so anyways, I jumped into it, went self-employed in 2002 and started building homes and quickly kind of ventured into the land side, right? It just made sense that if I controlled the dirt, I controlled the deal, right? And so that's where DCD comes from, Brandon. Yeah. DCD is dirt controls deals. So whoever controls the dirt controls the deal. Dirt is the ground floor of real estate. Every single real estate asset out there started with the dirt, right? And so just to, I don't, I don't mean to be too long-winded here, but basically what we do is we go and we find raw land off market or on market, mainly off market that has what's called development potential. And we then go and we take it through an approval process or a land use approval or entitlements or whatever you want to call it. And we get it approved for development. Yeah. Okay. And that brings a tremendous value to the marketplace. For yeah, that sure. increases the value of that asset substantially. And we used to develop the projects and build the homes and Went through the Great Recession, continue to fine-tune our business model, and we've really figured out that the way we can serve our country the best, 
the way that we can bring the most value, the way that we can serve a true purpose is just we have we're comfortable at this point calling ourselves specialists or experts or calling myself an authority in that governmental approval process. We let other people now go and develop the land and build the homes. Sure. Right? Now, how much are you guys averaging when it comes down to you know doubling or tripling the value? Is there a percentage that you know? Because I've seen some people in the storage unit space that are finding land like this, adding the value that way so that they can actually build. But they usually do it all in-house or they, they get it ready to actually build and then a couple are selling it off. But I've seen them get millions for that process, right? You know, it's funny, one of the biggest names in the storage space, I won't say who it is, but literally just approached me about a week ago asking if, if as they find land deals, if they can have me go and get them entitled for them yeah, and then turn them back over to them. And so, but I mean, I'll just give you some, if there's anything as a listener you can get from me on this call, Brandon, I'm going to answer your question, but before I answer it, I first got to cover this. Yeah. Okay. Is, is that we are in the business of controlling real estate. We are not in the business of owning real estate, okay? Understand that as soon as you take title to real estate, as soon as you own the real estate, you lose most of your options, okay? You can no longer renegotiate the price. You can no longer renegotiate the terms. You can no longer walk if you need to. You know how many people right now are in the corner crying because of the market correction? Okay, because their basis is now too high in the asset because of the market correction. Well, if they controlled it versus owned it, they wouldn't be in the corner crying. Okay, let me take it a step further. But is now, how, how long can you truly control it for? With I mean, sometimes those contracts can actually fall out versus if you, well, if you close on it, own it, you got the ability to sell it, you know, the appreciation, depreciation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the land game, see, we remember we take raw land and we, and we get it approved for developments. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Let's just make up a hypothetical scenario. Let's say in this area of the country, because we're nationwide, we're from West coast all the way to East coast, um, yeah. do deals all over the country. Okay. But let's just make up an example. Let's just say in this particular market, as an example, that farmlands were 10,000 an acre. Okay. So yeah. as is the farmland is worth 10 grand an acre, but I might be willing to pay those people 30,000 an acre, 50,000 an acre, and some scenarios, even a hundred thousand an acre. So three, five, maybe even sometimes 10 X what the as is value of that dirt is. Okay. And so in order for me to pay, and let's just say it's 20 acres. Okay. So, so that property as is today is worth 200 grand. Correct. Okay. At 5X, it's worth a million, mm -hmm. all right? And so we have this little, I grew up in a small little town called Damascus. I think it got its first street signal when I was in high school. So I'm just a basic meat and potatoes, high school graduate guy, right? Like just this real basic guy, right? Simple words, no Simple. big words. I like that. Just, right? Yeah. So just whatever, I'm that guy. And so, you know, I have this thing that if I'm going to pay for a diamond, I got to make sure it's a diamond. Okay, and it's not a diamond until it's approved, meaning that if I'm going to pay you five times its as-is value, I can't close on it until it's approved for development because I got to confirm it's a development. I don't give two shits that it's already zoned and that it's got utilities and that it's got access and the topography is great and there's no overlays. By the way, those gotcha. are the five basic points of development potential. They could have all five points, boxes checked, 
It has development potential. Until the jurisdiction approves that development, you don't have shit. You have nothing. All you have is farmland. Let me tell you this. People say, how do you get people? So my whole thing is once I get it approved for development is when I close. Okay. So, so what you do, you lock it in in contract. It's going to be a long drawn out close. However, you're offering above and beyond a premium because you know, once it is approved, you can exit out for a 5X and you can make it well, a huge win win scenario. So let's just take that deal. Let's just take that deal that we just said that I'm going to pay that property. I'm just making this shit up as we go. But I hear you. Give you yeah. I'll give you a right I get idea it. How, my, how my model works. So let's just take that. Let's continue on that path. Let's take that property that's worth a million that I'm going to pay a million bucks for. Uh-huh. Okay. In that scenario, let's just say I put 200 grand into that deal. Okay. So I, I put 200 grand into that deal between entitlement costs. Oh, and for sure. City earnest, everything. Yeah, yeah. Earnest money and some city costs and whatnot. Let's just say I put 200 grand into it. Yep. And let's just say of that 200 grand, um, let's just say 50 grand of it was earnest money applied to the price. So that means my total basis into that deal is 1.15. Okay. That's my basis. That's my total basis in that deal. Okay. Yep. I might sell that deal for 2 million bucks. Okay. So in that scenario, I got my 200 grand back. Yep. Okay. Plus, I made eight hundred and fifty thousand. And the most beautiful part is, is, is that, or one of the most beautiful parts is, is, is that I used my buyer's money to pay the seller, and I made my profits out of the middle because everything we do is double closing, simultaneous closings. So over the course of eighteen months, I put out two hundred grand, and I got my two hundred back. Plus, I made another eight fifty. Right. So I basically. I four and a half X my money. Some would say, depending on how you look at it, I five and a half X my money because some people try to include the capital being returned as a part of the multiple. Depends on how you look at it. But that's how our model works, right? And and I have even some of my students over at VestRite where I teach what I do, where they're actually getting, let's say you don't have any money, right? Well, one is we now make it to where students can partner with my company, Allied Development. So students can literally go through the VestRite course, learn the basics, actually not learn the basics at all, learn what they need to learn. And then they can partner with my company allied and we'll capitalize the deal. We'll run it. We'll sell it the whole deal and we'll cut you in on the profits. But forget allied for a second because that's not why I'm here. Why I'm here is to make a difference. But a lot of people, some of my students are having the buyer actually cash flow the entitlements, right? So the buyer is actually putting up the money for the entitlements. And so you know, a lot of a lot of the students are coming into this business model with little to no capital. Um, um, but, you know, just understand this. And I, I don't care what model you're doing in real estate is if you have a good deal, you can find the money. Sure. Pure and simple. So, Cody, talk to me. Do you know what the average is that you guys are actually increasing land? So that'd be and two I, X. That'd be t- about depends two on X. how you look at it, right? Because and every area is different nationwide. So it really just yeah. depends. Yeah, yeah. And so it depends, right? And so, I mean, we don't really look at it like that. But, you know, I mean, it depends. Like I just gave you a scenario where a piece of land as is is worth 200 grand and I'm selling it for 2 million 18 months later. Yeah. Right. But what happens is, is that I actually pay the property owner. It might be, I might pay that property owner. I don't know. I might pay them 30 grand an acre. I might pay them, you know, 50 grand an acre, right? So I might have paid the property owner 300 to 500 
for that deal, right? So it just depends on how you look at it. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, it does. Now, what what is the average time this takes? Because I know eighteen it, months. Eighteen, 18 months, months is average. Yeah. yeah, eighteen months is average. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's the longest project you've had over the years? Oh, three years. Yeah. Right. And then we have some deals that we get done in nine months. Right. It just sure. it just depends. And but, then you know, I, so, I, I know the Im- improvement to be able to get it that far, like all the costs involved during the eighteen months. It, it's typically a decent amount higher than two hundred thousand. That example that we were talking about, correct? Or or is that a no, fair number? No, no. that's a, definitely a fair number. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Definitely a fair number. Like our average deal at Allied, our average acquisition is a, uh, give or take four and a half million. Okay, is our average acquisition price. Okay. Our average cash into a deal is about 750 grand. Okay. okay. But understand that part of that 750 grand is the fees the fund pays to my development company to do all the work. So, you know, a good portion of that 750, the typical, operator would not have that cost right so let's just say that it's let's say it's 400 right and then our average exit is about 8 million okay so you can do the math so you know our average exit we're making you know what two and a half to two and a half to three million so and and, uh, and you're a smart guy so you ended up instead of outsourcing everywhere you've actually just created a sister company here and there to keep it more in-house and, and passed around and probably just have the systems more that you can count on you know it's all right next door right Yeah yeah I mean our development company when I mentioned the fees and funds right so we have funds we have investors right so we have investment funds where we allow investors to share in our business model passively. And so that fund where we do all the deals, it just pays fees to my allied development company to run the operations, right? But all the profit is realized over in the funds, right? Okay. Is how we're set up. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, you mentioned the five points to actually get this uh, approval, right? What what is that actually? I know you, yeah. you kind of ran so, through it quick, but I'm I'm so curious. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell, people I'll tell. in the in yeah, the group. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do it real quick here. So there's much more to it than this, for sure. Like much yeah. much more to this, but just five basic points to get a a good idea if a piece of property has development potential. The key is development potential. Yeah. Is is one is zoning? Is it zoned for development? Or is the jurisdiction willing to rezone it for development? Yeah, okay, yeah. So one is zoning. Two is utilities. Is Does it have public utilities like sanitary sewer and water, right? Because if you're going to go develop it, is, is that you want to make sure it has public utilities. If you want to develop it with any type of density, right? Is, is that I'm not talking about some rural development, five-acre lots where you're putting in wells and septic tanks. That's not our business model. That's not scalable. Sure. Um, but public utilities, before I forget, just because this hit my brain and I wanted to make sure your audience knows this, is understand that this whole idea of taking raw land and turning it into approved developments, that value add business model, you can do it with any asset class. I happen to specialize in single family, multifamily residential, but you can do it in any asset class. Okay. But uh, so then two is public utilities. Three is access, public access. 
is that if you're going to go develop a piece of property, you got to make sure people can get to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so public public access. I can't tell you how many properties will be brought to us that are landlocked. There's no way to get to them, right? So then we're trying to buy neighboring pieces and whatnot to be able to get access. Number four is topography, right? Some properties, you know, are you know, the most beautiful type of property for a developer like myself is a flat piece of property because it costs the least to develop it and it sells for the most because it's completely usable, right? Versus upsloping property, downsloping properties. Sometimes properties, because of the topography, even though there's utilities at the property line, you can't serve the whole site with the utilities because of topography challenges. Sure. Okay. And then fifth and final on this basic overview is overlays is that a property might be zoned for development. It might have great topography. The utilities are there. It has access. But as you dig deeper, you kind of realize there's an overlay on the property, right? An environmental overlay, you know, something like a steep, you know, uh, uh, maybe a floodplain. It's in a floodplain. Like you've got to make sure to check the overlays mapping in the area to make sure it might look like this beautiful piece, but it's actually undevelopable because of some overlays that are on it. That's good. I love that. Yeah, so those are the five points, uh, you know, basic points that you should start off with uh, yeah. for development potential, right? And you said your bread and butter is really the residential multifamily. That that's what you're looking. Single family. Okay, Sing, so, single family is our main thing, but we do multifamily as well. Okay, are you doing any commercial, or is it all just okay? Here again, going back to that that guy that grew up in that small little town called Damascus, that meat yeah. and potatoes guy. Yeah, I just, yeah have, that guy. I just I just have this basic philosophy that you know everybody needs a roof over their head. Sure. Right? They don't have to have a storage facility. They don't have to have a retail front. They don't have to have a warehouse, but they have to have a house. They have to have a roof over their head, right? And so just that simply, that's why I do residential. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the residential multifamily, I would assume, I don't want to assume anything, but it's probably to a certain degree, depends on where, but a more simpler approach dealing with the city and getting the approvals that you need, correct? Yeah. I mean, I would say industrial is the easiest, but oh, really? Um, okay. single family is actually, I would say the most complicated type of development because you can understand most asset classes, the property pretty much is all, you keep it private, right? So where with single family, we end up running public roads all through the property and so there's just lots, there's lots more challenges when you're bringing public, when you're being, when you're doing, creating public right-of-ways, right? When you're creating yeah. public streets. And so single family is actually one of the more complicated land uses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, unique. So talk to me, man. I know you said you're doing nationwide, but is there a certain area or location that you prefer to stay in? Or do you have just better yeah. systems in to be able to get the, the bigger ROI, right? Yep. You, you got some big goals, man. At the end of the yeah. day, we, you know, hitting a billion dollars is no joke. So a couple of years away, I know you got some systems in place and, and people <laughs> in locations that you want to hit harder than others. I'm assuming. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm going to answer that question. There's one more thing I just want your audience to hear is, is that we all know, and I'm going to, I promise you'll answer that question, is, is that we all know that typical real estate transactions close in 30 to 60 days, right? 30, 60 days. Cody, how in the hell do you get people to wait until approvals before you pay them? Okay. How the you're hell offer do you get them, some, You're right? offering them three times that, the amount. <laughs> that a boy. That a boy. Yeah. 
Like, but the problem is they get these, I, I, I used to own a real estate firm. So what I'm about to say, I'm not dogging real estate agents. I mean, the reality is they just don't know because they're not educated because no one taught them. They right. don't know anything about my space. And But what happens is when Billy Bob wants to sell me his property, and he talks to his friend that's a real estate agent, Mary Sue. And Mary Sue says, well, no, they should close in 30 days. It's just that she's uneducated. I can't be mad at her. She's just uneducated. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. When I go to Billy Bob and say, hey, Billy Bob, do you want 200 today or do you want a million in 18 months? Can I tell you, Billy Bob, in all my years, never said, I'll take the 200 today. Right. Billy that, Bob's always. I, I believe that's because it's land too. You know, land, a lot of people almost set it and forget it to a certain degree, or it's left in the family and they can. I mean, it's just, it's land. It's, you know, they have to pay for the taxes and so forth. But if they can get a real strong premium and know that it's coming in the next 18 months or so, that's something that they can bet on and feel good sure. about, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So here again, going back to that black and white meat and potatoes basic guy, what markets am I focused on? I'm focused on markets that people want to live, mm -hmm. okay? Is, is there's more migration happening in our country right now than ever. And I'm just simply doing deals where people want to live. This is that, see, but understand, you know, when I started out, I was doing projects that were two, three, four lots, right? Today, I really don't look at deals. Usually they're less than 100 lots, like I'm 100 to 500 lot projects. And so for our business and our business model today at Ally, based upon, you know, economies of scale and, you know, what the Lord laid on us as far as what we're supposed to accomplish. For us, unless there's three publicly traded home builders there, it's probably not a market we want to be in, gotcha. right? Because, you know, majority of the time we are selling all of our projects to national home builders. Okay. Gotcha. That makes right? sense. Yeah. So, you know, we're in Florida, we're in, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, right? Texas. Texas is our number one market. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking in, we're in 13 states, right? That makes sense. Um, Cody, Good. so you lost me at the the hundred lots. You're buying a hundred lots, a hundred parcels, basically from one seller at a time. That's what you're looking at. No, so when we go buy a piece of land, we got to see where we can build a get a hundred lots approved on that property. Gotcha. Okay, okay. so you're buying yeah. one huge, you know, farmland basically, and then turning it into something you can build a hundred homes. We're getting it approved. That's right. Yeah. To where? Gotcha. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How many people are in place within the company that like, you know, if you if you lock up something in contract today, what what kind of steps and processes does it go through within that 18 month, the, the high level overview, if you don't well, mind? Here's the, th here's the thing that's so nice is, is that, and I'm not saying this just to say it, I'm saying it because it's freaking true. Yeah. Is, is that I know guys and I have students and I have friends that are one man shows. Literally, no staff at all, just a one-man show. Cody, how is that possible? Well, the way that's possible is because you got to understand we outsource 90% of the work. Your civil engineers, right? They do 90% of the lifting, right? They do all the work. You're just overseeing the process. You're not actually doing, doing the majority of the heavy lifting. And yeah. so, you know, because when I go tie up a deal... First thing I do is a due diligence process, right? Or a feasibility study, which is the first 90 to 120 days, right? And during that, we're doing layouts and we're doing cost estimating. We're out talking to our buyers, figuring out how marketable the project is. What do we think sure. we can sell it for? Blah, blah, blah. 
and then we'll go and and we'll do some studies right if needed you know or you know we'll do like phase one studies geotech studies traffic studies environmental studies we don't do all those studies on every deal it depends on the project yeah. another thing to realize is no two projects are the same but then we'll go prepare our what's called our land use application that we're going to submit to the city then we go through land use approval and then a lot of times when you get that approval, that's what's called preliminary plat approval or land use approval. And that's one of the approvals needed in the umbrella of entitlements. And it used to be that used to be the stage in which we exited right there. When the market started correcting, we went through this recent downturn. We then now have to take it through the next step of approvals of entitlements because we had to reduce our buyer's risk, right? To continue to get them to bite we had to then agree to go ahead and do the what's called the the engineering approval for them or the construction drawing approval and these are the plans that the project will actually be built upon and so that's the next step you've got to go through and and we're doing that right now for some of our clients but they're cash flowing so we said hey we'll go get this thing the cd's approved for you the construction drawings approved for you but you're cash flowing it right yeah. and so and I'll tell you mark my words is, is that I believe that the bottom for single family residential is gone. It's already passed. I think we're already on the uptick again. And so as of a week ago, I told my staff, I said, I want us to start exiting at preliminary plat approval again. I think there's enough momentum and optimism again in our space to where we can move back to exiting at preliminary plat approval again. But that was a lot. And I went quickly but that's a basic overview of the process. Yeah, no, I love it. But I have, but I have all of this, dude. I got tons of programs over at Best Right. I'm going to offer your audience a free gift at the end of this. I'll give you a link to where I'll dive. It'll dive much deeper into the model, and you'll get, have a much better understanding of how this works. Yeah, I love it, man. It sounds like there, there's a lot of moving pieces, but just like you said, it, it could be a one-man show if needed. And when you have the proper education, the the right know-abouts, not every deal is going to be the same by any stretch of imagination. So it's really important to have that knowledge and know exactly what to do when you know the moment comes up so that you can pivot properly, right? I'll tell you, one of my students who's a one-man show... Yeah just made $10.1 million on one deal doing this exact business model. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One deal. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. How long was he in that deal for? That deal took him a while. That deal, yeah. he was he was in that deal, I think like two and a half years. Yeah. But I mean, come on, two and a half years, you know? Yeah. Show me. Dude, he, he was a home builder, wholesaler, fix and flipper, you know, all different stuff, right? Um, sure. Built, you know, numerous homes a year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he made more on one deal than he made his whole twenty-year career as a real estate. His whole life, yeah. (laughs) And so, a lot of these contracts that you're teaching other people how to get, but also yourself, you're not, you know, fronting the cost to be able to get the entitlements and and add the value. A lot of this, you're actually getting. You know, I'm sure once you get to the point where you have the money and, and you can negotiate, you know, you don't mind putting up the money, but. A lot of this, you're just leveraging the end buyer to actually cover some of this and take on that investment, that risk, right? Some of our students do that, yes. Yes. Right. Like it's one of our ninja strategies where you get your buyer to put up the money. That's definitely a ninja strategy for sure. We we don't do that just because we feel like you lose some leverage. Yeah. We we have the we have the capital. 
But yeah, whether it's friends, whether it's your own capital, friends and family, you bring in an investor. Remember, whenever you have a good deal, you can always find the money, whether you bring an investor as a partner, or maybe you just want to tee up the deal and send it over to my company, Allied Development. and We'll run the whole thing and capitalize the whole thing and sell it. If you find a good deal, there is no reason why you can't get it done because I just told you, literally, you could turn it over to Allied and they'll run it and capitalize it and yeah. sell it. Yep. Like a student, a student recently brought us a deal and we ran it, capitalized it, sold it. And I had the privilege of handing that guy a check for over $600,000. Come on. Right? And so, yeah. And, and he was working full-time at his church, right? Like it changed yeah. his life forever. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, that's incredible. I, I love that. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's multiple ways to, to skin the cat here and be able to get it. But I mean, we even teach people how to get up to 500,000 at 0% interest. And so if you only need on average, you know, 200,000, 0% interest for the next 18 months to 22 months, you got the options right there. So this is powerful stuff, man. I love it. And it's exciting to see where you're looking to take this. What about the education portion? I know what you're trying to you're trying to get to a billion within the own company, but the impact that you're making on others so that they can repeat the process and do it for them, their family, their community, really. I mean, one guy just got 10 million. That's not a bad payday, right? That's right. Yeah. It, you know, I think a lot of people, I'm gonna, let me say a couple things to you real quick, Brandon, is, is that I, you know, I get really tired when someone points someone points at that person oh that guy's that guy or that gal's really successful right and they say he's successful because he makes a lot of money or he's a ceo or he's self whatever it is right it's usually about money that guy's super successful and it's always about fucking money yeah at the end of the day that is one pillar of success right like one thousand percent like like if you go to my website codybugan.com you'll see that one of my slogans on there, one of my sayings, and it's actually on my bracelet right here is, is um, one legacy is that Brandon, you have one legacy. I have one legacy and every decision we make, every move we make or don't make affects our one legacy of every single moment of every single day. Right. And so, but on there, I cover the different pillars of creating a solid legacy. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, I won't get into them all, but my point is there's many pillars of life to be truly successful. And so for me and knowing that and believing that and my other bracelet says PIF, Purpose, Impact, Fulfillment. And so, you know, me deciding to teach what I've learned over my career it has been a privilege, right? Because I think the word happy is bullshit, Brandon. I think the word happy is temporary. Yeah. What we're all searching for is fulfillment, whether we know it or not. And I don't think true fulfillment is possible without having an impact in the world. Right. And so go figure out a purpose you can serve. Yep. You'll have an impact through it. And through that impact, you'll find fulfillment. It's just, it is what it is. And so yeah. by me starting Best Right, the education company, V E S T R I G H T, dude, I'm making an impact, man. I'm a part of changing people's lives. Like it gets me emotional. Like when I handed that guy that check for 610,000, I, I mean, I had tears in my eyes. Right. When I was interviewing Mike Foley, who made 10 million on one deal, he's crying and I'm crying. You know, like that's where the magic is. Yeah. That's like the beginning of generational wealth. It, it really starts setting people up for, you know, yeah. just life changing yeah. experiences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I love it, Cody, man. I couldn't agree more. I'm just pumped for you, brother. It, it's really such a blessing to be able to have you on today. 
you know, you just added so much value to me and my listeners. What could we do to be able to, you know, add value back to you? And then afterwards, if you don't mind just plugging in how people can get a hold of you and any resources that you have. Perfect. Good question. I appreciate you asking what you can do for me. You know what you can do for me is just take action, right? I don't care if it's my model or someone else's model or my teachings, my education or someone else's. Just take action. The best thing you could do for me is just take action. Is is that, um, you know, I hate fear. We all have it, including myself. But I, if I could figure out a way to remove fear, right? Like, what a blessing that would be is, is that just, just face fear right in the face and just kick its ass. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I have another saying of mine called believe action faith. Believe in yourself, believe in whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish, go take action. And at the end of the day, realize you're not in control. And the majority of the equation is faith, right? And realizing that if you try to control everything, mark my words, you'll never have a life of peace. This is that if you want a shot in hell of peace in your life, you better figure out how to start exercising your faith muscle. But if you want to learn more about you know me or my company, you can go to CodyBugan.com. You can go to my education company, Vestrite.com. You can go to Cody Bugan or Vestrite on you know, Facebook or Instagram, whatever. But, uh, but I do have a free gift for, for your audience. If they go to Cody Gives Back, let me say that again, CodyGivesBack.com slash Brandon Elliott. There's a free gift there for you all. A couple of things you're going to get by going there. One is I'm going to give you a playbook slash ebook where I hate the name of the ebook, by the way, I want my name, my team to change it, but it's called like seven figure land paydays, right? But what a, I hate that title, but at the end of the day, it shows you, we go much, we go much more in depth about our business model. We can do some case studies with you. Like mark my words, you'll go through that playbook and you'll come out the other side much more knowledgeable. The second thing I offer uh, at Cody Gives Back is a, is a calculator where I actually walk you through a deal, the calculation of it, and I show you how it is that we make seven figures per deal, uh, every deal. Like I won't even look at a deal unless I can make seven figures on it. Um, and so we show you how that's possible. I love that. Giving the giving the blueprints away to the audience. That's awesome, man. I, I greatly appreciate that. So guys, make sure that you check that out. It's CodyGivesBack.com forward slash Brandon Elliott. And you'll be able to get both of those. That's amazing. I, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to say touching based on the fear thing, you know, we all have it. I do. I'm a firm believer. Fear, just like you said, it it really comes from the lack of faith and then the lack of education, right? When you get the proper education, and you know the ins and outs, and there's going to be some things that are out of our control that we don't know, right? And that's where the faith comes in. And at the end of the day, without those two pieces right there, there's going to be a hell of a lot of fear that's holding us back. And if you could just meet it head on, because like you said, 90% of it's all BS and just made up and none of it's actually really going to come forth and come true. So it's really just trying to defer you from your full potential. So stay 100%. away from that. Yeah. You put faith and fear in the ring. Yeah. Faith will win every time. Every time. Okay. Also, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah. It's true. Get on get uncomfortable. Yeah. Get uncomfortable. Like make a habit of being uncomfortable. That's good, man. I love it. 
Well, guys, make sure that you reach out to Cody. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge and uh, great resources. So I'm excited to dig into that myself. And uh, and I mean, he just gave you the basically a seven figure blueprint right there. How to how to make money on on a basic uh, on a regular basic, you know, turnover. So make sure that you're reaching out to Cody. Show him some love. You know, reach out, support him. And then if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And if you're looking to be able to get some capital, learn how to basically get the banks to say yes more and get up to $500,000 at 0% interest and doing it every six months. The 0% interest is anywhere from six months to 22 months. You'll get a big stack of cards like this that you can actually be able to put into real estate and, and liquidate so that you can grow and scale your business and flip land even and value add. So if you're looking to check that out, go to creditcounselelite.com. That's www.creditcounselelite.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. I don't know what you're waiting for. Make sure you hit that so you get the newest notification every Monday. And then leave that five-star review. Greatly appreciate all the love, all the support. You guys are amazing. Till next time, God bless. See you, Cody. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.